and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. On today's episode, we are sitting down with the Director and the Assistant Director of Financial and Management Services for James City County, Sue Mellon, who is the Director, and Sharon Day, who is the Assistant Director. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, great day. It is a great day. This is a very, very busy time of the year for you all. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very much so. All right. Well, today I thought it would be a good idea if we went through some of the budget and the budget process so we can help our listeners better understand how the county takes care of our budget. So let's begin with walk us through the budgeting process, Sharon. Sure. The budget is a year-round process. It typically starts in the fall with our capital improvement program kickoff. Requests for CIP requests are due in early December. Our personnel requests are also due in December. And the remaining requests from our departments and outside agencies are typically due in mid-January. Finance department works with the planning department in reviewing those capital project requests. And then we also work with human resources on personnel requests. We have meetings with the departments to review the requests and discuss their budget request. And we receive various revenue forecasts from departments as well. We also monitor the state's budget process for impacts on local governments, including changes to existing mandates, perhaps any new mandates that have been included. And then based on all the information that we received and various trend analysis and data analysis that we conduct, we begin to prepare estimates for the next year for revenues. Okay. And we do the the process of balancing the budget based on direction from county administration, as well as the strategic plan and priorities of the Board of Supervisors. Okay. Wow. So it is a very detailed process. When do you start the budget process each year? It typically does start in the fall. The board is typically adopting the budget in the May timeframe. Okay. And once the budget's been adopted, of course, it starts on July 1st, and we'll continue to monitor the budget throughout the year to make sure that the revenues are on trend, and if not, adjustments are made on the expenditure side. Okay. This year, especially, we do have a state budget issue, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but that's something that doesn't always happen every year, right? Right. That's right. All right. Sue, why do we have a biennial budget? We are in line with the state's budget. The state has a biennial budget, so we have set ours up to be about the same time. And what is our budget year? It starts on July 1st and ends on June 30th. Okay. And the first year of the biennial budget, the board adopts and appropriates. And the second year is a plan. And then the board will revisit that, just like the General Assembly revisits the second year of their biennial plan also. Okay. How is the county funded? The county is funded mostly by general tax dollars. That is our largest percentage of both real estate taxes and personal property taxes. We also receive money from other local taxes, such as sales tax, meals tax, a lodging tax, and then we do receive some state money and then a variety of other miscellaneous revenues. Okay. And what kind of state money do we get? The biggest portion is uh, state sales tax for education, which is passed on to the school division. The second biggest is the car tax relief, which is something from well over 20 years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. where it is just a flat amount that is coming from the state that reduces taxpayers' personal property tax bills. All right. So as we talked about, the proposed budget includes a two-cent tax cut to the real estate tax. The tax cut is based on the proposed sales tax that's in Richmond with Senate Bill 942. And I know that the governor is involved, but there's been some recent updates on this. Can you fill us in on those? Sure. 
The proposed budget of the county administrator included Senate Bill 942, which established an additional 1% sales tax in the historic Triangle region. At the time that that budget was released, that was one cent sales tax on all purchases. Just recently, the governor has amended that legislation and has excluded food for human consumption. So basically groceries are no longer subject to that tax. Okay. So the proposed budget, based on the original amount, included a two-cent tax reduction. If the amendments go through, which will be discussed at the reconvened session of the General Assembly, which is April 18th, then the county will receive less money in sales tax revenue, so there will be changes to this proposed budget. One of the things in the proposal that the county administrator had done was specifically identify items that were associated with the sales tax, either spending or tax relief. Okay. So with the changes, those things will be revisited by the Board of Supervisors during their work sessions. Okay. But you don't have to start all over again with the budget. You've already gone through and identified these are the things. That's correct. Okay. All right. Now, we've talked a little bit about the revenue and how the county is funded. What are some of our top expenses here in the county? Well, the single largest allocation of the county's operating budget is to the Waynesburg-James City County Joint School System. That comprises a little over half, about 53% of the total operating budget. The next largest portion goes to public safety, and that represents about 13% of the total budget. So the combination of those two areas comprise over two-thirds of the total budget, and then the remaining third goes to fund all of the other county departments, as well as being used for capital maintenance and also debt service on the outstanding debt for capital projects. You had mentioned the joint-funded school system. How do you all decide this is how much the county pays and this is how much the city pays? That is decided by a contract between the city and the county that is negotiated every five years. All right. I noticed when I was reviewing the proposed budget, there's this whole section on capital spending. What is capital spending and how does that differ from the day-to-day expenses of the county? Capital spending is divided into really two components. The first component would be your maintenance and replacement of existing equipment and infrastructure. And then the second component would be new equipment and new infrastructure. Funding primarily comes from general fund transfers, state and federal grants, as well as the issuance of new debt. Non-reincurring one-time funding can also be used. So, for example, if we were to end a fiscal year in a surplus position, potentially we could utilize some of that funding for one-time capital needs. And capital expenditures tend to be significant and infrequent. Whereas operational expenditures, of course, are more routine and they're ongoing. Can you give an example of a capital expenditure and a routine expenditure? Sure. Uh, One example will come to mind. I'll use public safety because they have both. For example, the building of a new fire station would Uh be a capital expenditure. And then the operations to run that new fire station, the people, stuff, and things, those would be ongoing operational expenditures. All right. What do you think the most common misperception is about the county's budget? What comes to mind is, I think one of the misconceptions is that we identify the funding and then we go out and figure out how we're going to spend it. Ah. And the reality of it is the needs are always greater than the resources. 
And so that's where the hard part comes in, is reprioritizing those needs and trying to make do with the resources that we have, because that's the reality. Would you agree, Sue? I would agree. Also, one common misconception is that the county takes care of the roads. Ah, yes. Every winter. Every winter. (laughs) And that is something that is not included in our budget. The state does take care of plowing and potholes and all the things associated with county roads. So if you have a pothole, you're supposed to call VDOT, which is at 1-800-4-F-O-R-ROADS. See, this is why I can't remember new things, because I remember (laughs) those things. Are there any upcoming opportunities for public input? This is the proposed budget. So I'm assuming that that means that the budget is not set in stone, that there could still be changes that could come from the public or the board. Are there opportunities? Yes. The first opportunity will be a community meeting. Okay which will take place on Monday, April 16th at 630 Mm -hmm. at the James City County Library in Croker. Okay. And all the board members will be there to listen to constituents and their concerns. They'll be able to ask questions. It'll be much more of an informal process. We will have a presentation just to quickly go over the budget and go over a little bit more detail of some of the items, particularly with the sales tax than was done at the public hearing. So it'll be a slightly different presentation. There is an opportunity there for the citizens to give input. Additionally, they can email and call their board members. Okay. And all of that information is on the county's website. That is correct. JamesCityCountyVA.gov. Where can people see the proposed budget? It is actually on our website, and it's a wonderful feature that we have on our website where you can actually turn pages, and it's very colorful. It is also available at our libraries and at the county satellite office. All right. When will the board vote on the budget? Uh, The Board of Supervisors are scheduled to adopt the budget on May the 8th at 5 p.m. in Building F at the Government Center Complex. Okay. Now, do they have a couple of work sessions on the budget themselves before they vote? They will. There is a work session scheduled on April the 17th at 3 p.m. And there is a second work session on the budget slated for April 24th at 4 p.m. Okay. Is the public able to attend those meetings and provide comment at those work sessions as well? It is open to the public. Um, However, the format of work sessions do not typically provide for an opportunity of public comment. But again, the community meetings would be a great opportunity, as well as the website and the emails. And I guess I would like to add that we did have a public hearing where citizens provide input. Mm -hmm. And then we will have the community meetings where, again, there is input. And the work sessions are the opportunity for the board to take all the community input that they've received and then make decisions on the county administrator's proposed budget. And I know that we've said community meetings a couple of times. I want to just explain to the listeners that we have one scheduled for April the 12th, but because of the late breaking information from the state, we were not able to get the podcast done before the April 12th meeting. So anyway, but there's still that other opportunity on Monday to attend, and then they can always call or send emails to their board members. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? I think the only thing I would like to add is that a lot of times the budget seems like it's a set of numbers, but it is something that is tied into the the county as a whole. It's really the, the county has a comprehensive plan and then it has a strategic plan. And the budget 
takes those plans and puts them into numbers, uh-huh. okay, for the next two years to try to implement those plans. And But then on the same token, there is a county administrator's message where it takes those numbers and puts it back into the messaging of what does that mean. So I would encourage anyone that really wants to look into the budget, go and refer to that county administrator's message, and that will really give them a feel of what is the plan over the next two years and why. All right. Well, as I think you both may be aware, with the podcast, I cannot just let you leave after we've asked all the official questions. I have to have a couple of fun questions that I'm going to (laughs) ask just to give people the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. We're going to be really easy today because you all have been doing budget all week long. So this is going to be very easy. It is a very popular question that has come from our planning office because this has been an issue that they have debated over there and it (laughs) involves pizza. So the question is with the pizza, what is required in order for a pizza to be a pizza? And then a follow-up question is, what's your position on pineapple? Okay. Who would like to go first? Crust and cheese and no pineapple. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. All right. Sue, what says you? Pizza would be, well, I'll just say that my favorite pizza is cheese, pepperoni, and mushrooms. It has to have the mushrooms on it. Okay. Okay, and pineapple does not go with pizza. They just, the only thing they have in common is a P and an I and an A. (laughs) Very good. Okay, now there is one other question that I would typically ask or that has become a, a tradition, if you will, on the podcast, and it involves zombies. Do either one of you want to broach the zombie question today or shall we hold that for another time? I don't know what zombies are. Sharon, can you give her a definition of what zombies are? Thriller. Thriller. Remember that video? Those are zombies. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. I'd have to do more research on that question (laughs) before answering it. So you can ask me again. CFO answer. You can ask me the next time that you have me on the podcast after I'm able to do my research. All right. Well, then for both of you, prepare for that. The question is. Who would be on your zombie team? Sue Mellon. (laughs) Sharon Day. Well, there you go. We don't even have to ask that again. Very good. Well, thank you all very much. I hope you had a good time. Of course. Of course. It's loads of fun. But I think that you were able to explain the budget in an easy way for folks to understand. And you've been able to let everybody know where they can go for more information or to provide input. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It was great. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to make sure that you don't miss any episodes, please visit our website at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast where you can listen to all of our episodes and also we have this handy new form where you can leave comments or ideas for other programs so please take a moment go to the website and let us know you can also subscribe to our podcast on stitcher or itunes or wherever you get your podcast that way you won't miss an episode and we will talk with you next week Mm -hmm.